This is your friendly neighborhood atheist. Touche, best name. Yes, that was a lot of intros. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Perspective. My name is Ethan, and your hosts for the evening are Kenneth and Brian. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing all right. Loving those new graphics, man. Uh, really digging I, it. I could use a little bit more synthesizer, but that's, that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> it was like X-Files, though. That's what I was going for. I didn't make it. Uh, I have to thank uh, Cynthia for making it. But I, I basically said, yeah, think uh, like spooky, investigation, yeah. X-Files, things like that. I felt Stranger Things vibes too. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do want to, I don't want to just tackle paranormal claims. I want to still continue to tackle supernatural conspiracy theories and even like political beliefs. Uh, any way to apply skepticism to as many topics as possible, I think is a fantastic opportunity. Agreed. Uh, all right, gentlemen, are you ready Where? to jump into calls? Oh, uh, I, I forgot to prep. Wait, since I will not be hosting, I forgot to change the way the audio is. Bear with me one second, everyone. You're going to see something flash on screen. Oh, it Jesus. Just, Hide your children. It's, 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 it's uh, 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 it is not the caller's phone numbers. It is my Google voice phone number. So, okay. Now, let me, bam, there we go. Okay, cool. Wait, there's probably echo. Echo's gone. Now we're good to go. All right. I'm going to jump off screen. Brian, Kenneth, are you logged into call-in studio? I should have asked. I am in call-in studio. Uh, uh, did you have a preference for where we start? Cause these all look like great calls to me. Yeah, I'm excited, but we should uh, we should get with uh, uh, Lon first. He's been uh, uh, on hold the longest. All right, sweet. All right, I, I'm gonna hop off screen, and uh, Lon, you are on with Brian and Kenneth. Hey there, Lon. What's going on, Lon? Oh, you know, just getting off work and trying to relax. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, you got uh, got some uh, uh, ghost stuff to talk about. Is that right? Yeah. So I used to be a uh, huge ghost believer. Uh, I did a lot of ghost hunting. I did a lot of tours of like the underground haunted places in Colorado. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, I used to be pretty involved in that. Um, then it became more of a, 
a skeptic and I kind of don't believe anymore, but there's a lot of things that I experienced that I still can't explain. Um, so what was so, it? I mean, if you want, I can tell you. Yeah, that's what I was saying. What was it that, that compelled you to believe that these that you were having supernatural experiences when you were doing these investigations? Um, so when I when I do investigations, I'm not I, I'm I try to keep a skeptic mind. I try. Um, there's a lot of things. There's things that I experience. For instance, a, a certain way uh, uh, I feel. Not 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 like a like a, what do you call it, like a psychic feel, but like a, like the te room temperature drops. And then, um, or uh, me and another person agreed that we both saw the same thing without even giving each other any kind of clues or any kind of, uh, for instance, uh, I, you know, I was talking with a friend. It wasn't even, we didn't even talking about ghosts, nothing. And I saw what I thought was a white flash in the corner of my eye. And I stopped our conversation. I asked her, did you see what just happened in the corner of, of the room or in the corner on the floor? She goes, yeah, I saw a white flash. So, and that's just like, that gave me more confirmation that there, there's something there, uh, whether it's ghosts or not, but um, it definitely make my belief a little bit stronger. Uh, I, I can't really say that it's a ghost, but there's something phenomenal, some kind of, something's going on that I can't explain. So you've done a number of investigations into various experiences, events, locations. Is that what I'm gathering? Yes, yes, yes. Um, not well-known places, but more underground. With, with when when you've done investigations into phenomena that you couldn't explain, did you ever reach a point of being able to explain the phenomena that people were experiencing? Yes. Um, yeah. So in Colorado, there's a, uh, there's a haunted bridge out in Aurora. Um, this bridge is, uh, has a pretty bloody history. Not, yeah, it has a bloody history. The bridge runs over a Creek called Kiowa Creek. Um, uh, but it's also known as sand, the sand Creek river. Um, and the history of that is the sand Creek massacre in Colorado. Uh, so apparently there's, um, at night, you can hear what sounds like Indian drums in the background. And um, me and a bunch of friends, we would take people out there, or just even us, and we would hear this thumping. It's rhythmic. It sounds like actual drums and Indians and stuff like that. Um, but later on, we found out that there's some kind of pump out in the middle of the field that's making this noise, mm. and we were able to de debunk that. Um, that claim uh, there was another same same bridge there's a uh, the story is that um, a woman and a child crashed their car on the bridge and um, and now that if you park your car and put your car in neutral uh, the that your car you would feel your car move forward and um, and then once you get back to into town you get gasoline or whatever and you would see handprints all over your your trunk of your car um so there was but that i debunked that as you know people are touching their trunks all the time um and the, the roads are dusty and and you know your your handprints are, are going to be more exposed with all the dust and stuff like that 
and the feeling of the movement of the car is, um, I don't know how to explain it, but the way I feel is like, it's hard to explain, but you have this, like, uh, once you've been moving for a while and you stop and you stand still for a little bit, it still kind of feels like you're moving. Like I kind of, I experienced this when I play guitar hero, if I'm playing guitar hero for a long time and I stop, it feels like I'm still seeing that the the screen moves, sure. even though the screen's not even moving at all. So it's some sort of uh, optical illusion or, or some kind of weird feeling. But um, yeah, I've, I was able to debunk that and, um, so the reason I asked about about explanations is because, to the best of my knowledge, any time there's ever been a gap in human understanding anywhere that has been filled with an explanation, it's never been a supernatural one ever with anything. Anytime we've been able to understand how or why something happens, um, it's always been a natural cause. And... Um, there's a, 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 a Neil deGrasse Tyson quote about this, where people, um, you know, about how God is this ever receding pocket of scientific ignorance. That's what he said. Um, this idea that ghosts and psychics and unexplained, you know, gods, genies, demons, whatever, everything seems to exist in this space of what we can't um, explain or, or verify or understand. And once we have an explanation, it seems like it's never, ever, 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 you know, supernatural. I don't know if that's something you'd agree with. Uh, I just, I'm, not, I'm not aware of any exception to that rule. Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely agree. Um, um, my only, yeah. So I, my answers now would be, I don't know what that was. Cause I, I you know, you really don't, but, um, but when I do find out what exactly these things are, you know, there is a natural explanation for sure. And I would agree with Neil there. Um, but as I haven't been in the ghost game in a while, um, so, you know, and, and, but when people talk to me about it, I'm, you know, I, I try to respect what they've experienced, but at the same time, I kind of be like, well, are you sure the window wasn't open or, you know, something like that, you sure. know, I yeah. To well, with the things like the, like the, the road where the put the, the handprints on the car and stuff, that's common, like in a lot of different places. There's actually one up uh, in Kenneth's neck of the woods um, called Munger road that does that the same thing supposed to happen. And then there's one in down in Texas. I didn't even know there was one in Colorado. So it's a, that's a common phenomenon. And I think that they've, uh, they've calculated some of the, the angles of those Hills make you feel like your vehicle sitting a little more, uh, uh, on a slope than it actually is and you're actually mm-hmm. rolling just forward on a in a neutral position i, I want to say yeah. kudos to you yeah. for investigating because a lot mm-hmm. of people never go there a lot of people are perfectly content to just pull a you know quote-unquote explanation right out of their ass and, and never do the work of actually investigating anything so you know respect yeah and debunking yeah, I, stuff I, I, you know a lot of times like I did a whole lot of like EVP, uh, EVP is a, a vo- uh, electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And basically you just record her out and you basically talk into, into the nothingness and, and hopefully you get an answer back. And, you know, a lot of the recordings I get 90% of the time, I'm not getting anything. Um, but there is these weird anomalies. Maybe it's, um, 
some sort of uh, a trick trick in the brain or a, a, what is it called? Um, pareidolia. Uh, yeah, pareidolia. That's it. Um, uh, there's a lot of maybe pareidolia. I don't know. There, there there's some some things the... that I there, like. For instance, I did this EVP with this with this girl, and her 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 sister died in the house and um and we were just talking and um i hear what what sounds like a dog is jumping off a bed like we're down in the basement the dog's upstairs and it sounds like a dog jumping off the off off a bed and onto the wooden floor and you can hear like the nails and then you can hear it walk off um so i i, I in the in the recording i don't acknowledge it and then I hear another noise, which is exactly what I heard before, but it was, it, it was sounding, it, it sounded a lot deeper than what, what a dog would, you know, I don't know. I, I couldn't, there was two different noises is what I heard. And I couldn't explain the first noise that I heard. And, and that's like, I, I was trying, I was trying really hard just to debunk it. And I, I just, it just, there's some things I just can't explain. Um, that I really want to like, I like you, I have this urge to just sort of make something up or this urge mm -hmm. to, to, for my own self. Well, your, your brain's going to do that. Whether you have that urge or not, your brain doesn't like to not know what it, it since what yeah. it senses are, are experiencing. So it'll make something up if it doesn't know and you yeah. have no control over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm reminded of like yeah, I, I my, my dad passed away a couple years back and it, it just seemed like for months after that, I would see older men who looked just like him. I would, I would like see my dad's face in crowds and my brain was, you know, filling in one, seeing what it wanted to see kind of a thing, I think. Um, or like I, I got a, a, a new car recently and now I can't stop seeing that same car like everywhere yeah. on the road. And now that I'm, it's in my head, you know, that kind of thing. Um, our brains are funky like that, man. They're, you know, pattern seeking machines for, for better and for worse. So yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Speaking of, yeah, my, my, I had a, I had a stepfather that passed, it was a long time ago hmm. that, that, that passed away and we had his ashes in an urn inside a bag. And uh, I didn't know it was there. The only person that knew it was there was my mother. And uh, I come upstairs and, had my dog with me and my dog reacted to something in that area. And, I, and I'm like, what's going on? You know? And, and I, I try to get the dog to come closer to, to where it is. And it's just reacting to whatever is there. And my mother ends up telling me, well, the, the urn is in there. I'm like, Whoa, you know, hopefully maybe that's what he's reacting to or who knows. I, uh, I've never had the dog ever do that before. So that's like another thing that I just can't explain um, why why my dog was reacting that way. Hmm. Yeah, animals uh, sometimes. Uh, I mean, and it comes back to the senses thing, but animals have uh, great uh, senses that that we do have, and a lot of senses that we don't have. Uh, uh, that like whiskers are going to pick up a lot of uh, subtle movements in the air and stuff that we might not understand or know why they're reacting the way they do. So uh, I would like to talk more about, uh, about, uh, you know, animals acting funny and supernatural uh, occurrences. So if you've got an experience like that and you're out there in the, uh, in the audience, 
please give us a call. I'd love to, sure. to, to dig into that and, uh, and kind of talk about some of that sensory perception. Uh, Lon, uh, it's, I really appreciate your, yeah. your skepticism on this. Uh, and you are definitely welcome to call back with some more of your experiences. We do want to get onto the, the next call. Uh, but, uh, yeah, give us a call back. Uh, and if you have any final words you want to say before we, we, uh, move on. Um, yeah, no, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. You have a good one. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Yeah. And actually what you said, uh, the reason why uh, Brian and I have the facial hair that we have is because we're experimenting with this whisker sensitivity thing with yeah. the air, part of an ongoing yeah. investigation. We, we trade uh, data reports yeah. at the end of yeah. every week. It's yeah. <laughs> Just walk around <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see who we have next. We have uh, Savannah from Indiana. Penny manifesting out of nowhere on what cutting board the kitchen while cutting chicken. This is another. Uh, so did you see the one where me and, and, uh, and Dave Warnock hosted? Cause we had this thing about coin drops, but uh, yeah, Savannah. Hey, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Savannah, are you with us? I am. Hi, how are you? We're, we're doing all right. Uh, so uh, I was just, yeah, coin drops, uh, a crazy phenomenon that I just learned about. So you got something like that going on on your end too, huh? I did. I did. And I, I learned about it not too long ago, about three years ago, I learned about it. Um, and it was interesting because, uh, you know, you hear about the Cardinals and, you know, the butterflies and all of that, right? But um, so, no, no, no. One day I was cooking, right? Middle of summer. Um, and... Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you, you're okay. I have, explain, I have ADHD. I, have ADHD. I, I get distracted easily. Um, <clears throat> but no, like I was saying, I was, uh, I was cooking dead of summer one day. And um, out of nowhere, this penny literally drops on my cutting board underneath of my chicken. Like, I'm in a tank top. I'm in shorts. There's nowhere for this penny to drop from. Right? It didn't come from a cabinet. There's no way it was stuck to my sleeve. This thing literally just fell. And it didn't even fall. There was no way for it to fall. But it did, and it was there, you know? So it's kind of like, hmm. it's bittersweet, you know? So can, you, can you describe, so your experience is, so are, do you have eyes on the cutting board the entire time, and all of a sudden just a, a penny drops into your field of vision? Are you, so, yeah. Right, no, so what it is, what it is, is, is I'm sitting there, right, and my, uh, my cabinet, or my, my countertop and my stove are separated, right? So I'm cutting my chicken. I got the chicken, and, and I go to walk what, three steps to the stove? Uh, I mean, eyes on everything, right? I hear mm -hmm. a noise on the side, which is where my back door is. So I look out the back door, and then I hear a ping. It's a little ping, you know, right next to my hand. And I look down, and there's this penny. And it's on this cutting board. And I had to take pictures. And, you know, of course, bawling and crying. But, like, it had nowhere to fall from. It was not there before I turned my head. I turned my head, and there's the penny. And the kicker, the kicker here, um... And there was a little backstory that, you know, we are living in the home that my, uh, my niece grew up in. Um, and she passed about three years ago from leukemia. She's 12. Um, so we're living there, right? So this penny is a penny from 2006, which is the year she was born. Like, nope. well, first I'm sorry to hear it, about you. You have no choice but to believe. That's um, a danger. That's, that? that's, a, that's a big statement. It, it sounded to me like you just said the words, 
you have no choice but to believe. You really don't at that point. How can you not? You know, believe. everyone talks, oh, you need evidence. You need proof. You need physical proof. Baby, there's proof. Believe what? You know? No, no. Yeah, I, I <laughs> to want believe you to that yeah. there's spirits. There's, you know, to believe in ghosts and spirits, I think there's two separate things, but to, to believe in a spirit, to believe that there is something after, oh, you know, that, uh, that everything that everyone searches for. Okay, so let's let's take the experience you had the the experience with the penny. So what we're we're taking mm -hmm. the penny, penny appearing there, making a little sound, and then we're uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to spare you. We're jumping to ghost. Uh, what other uh, uh, causes have you have you you thought about? Um, I mean, and I'm not I'm not talking necessarily something natural, but uh, that, that we can go beyond. I mean. Could it, could it have teleported in from another dimension? Things like that. Did you have you, you thought about those other options? Yeah, as I, I, I delve deeper into the rabbit hole of alternative, you know, universes, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a prospect. That's a that's look. I'm not I'm not ready to hit that topic yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, but but I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, if you really dig deep into it and you really want to to not believe and to not believe that there's something past it, then yeah, you can you can think of alternative universes and simulations and you know everything that that is. But if you really stop being critical about it and you look at it for what it is, you know, for every physical fact and and rather you know because it didn't you because you didn't experience it, you know what I'm saying. It's very easy to doubt, but when you experience it, it blows you, the top of your mind out. So, okay, I, I, this is an amazing call and an amazing opportunity. So, I, I want to back us way up and just ask you the question of, in from from your perspective, when your the perspective, uh, when is it time to believe a, a claim? From the outsider's perspective, I just mean from your I think that you like, have to feel like, that person. You know what I mean? I just mean any claim at all. Like, like it, there's, there's, you know, any, any statement about reality. When is it time to believe? You know, fill in the blank. Anything. When I think it it's time to. I think it's time to believe any claim. You know, whether it, you know giants in the past or you know aliens in the future you have to get to a certain point where you know enough you have enough knowledge you you research enough and you can't just research one side of there's no aliens you know you have to to reach out and to to touch hands with the you know the tinfoil hat wearers you know the, the flat earthers you have to literally hit every bound and once you do and once you you understand enough i think that's when you literally have no choice well okay you're getting ahead of me like it, it just hits you and you I, 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 I'm following what you're saying. I, I'm not sure that I'm communicating what I'm trying to, uh, effectively. So what, what I'm trying to get at is you probably are. if, if say someone, um, walks up to you on the street and says that they are your long lost cousin, when would it be time to believe that that person is your long lost cousin? What would it take for that, for that belief to be justified? I mean, if we're, yeah, to be complete, like you would need the, the actual proof. I mean, if they were searching for my millions, you know, that I've got hidden under the floorboards. Yeah. I'm going to need physical proof, 
But it's like, hey, we're cousins. Can I get, you know, hey, can I get a dollar? Sure. Here, cousin, have it. Well, yeah, it, it all depends on the clan that it is. You know what I mean? I under, well, that well, that that does speak to a certain thing of, of how there's there's proportion to claims, right? So there's this idea um, that uh, it was David Hume said something about how you know a wise man proportions his belief to the evidence. That might not might not have been Hume, anyway. So, mm-hmm. but but the, the point stands. Um, if I came up to you and said I've got a pet dog, um, it would probably be more reasonable to believe that than if I came up to you and said I had a pet Triceratops, right? I mean, absolutely. And that's what you say when you say, oh, well, I've had a ghost experience on on Earth with, you know, seeing the Cardinal, too. I got abducted. You know, it was cool. (laughs) Right. But what I'm trying to get at is that from from where I'm sitting, from from the the lens of of a person who who values scientific skepticism, the time Mm -hmm. to believe something is when there is sufficient evidence to justify that belief. And that evidence could take a whole bunch of different forms. So how would we go about evaluating whether or not this penny is evidence for spirits? And where else could the penny have fallen from? Just, just where else? Where else? Okay. Uh, and just to, really and just, to clarif- <laughs> just to clarify, uh, I want to, uh, and what, what we're trying to understand is, uh, there could be a lot of different uh, explanations, natural or supernatural. Uh, why are we jumping to spirits? Why, why, what, what causes you to make that conclusion instead of uh, another supernatural or natural cause? Well, after looking at it, I mean, you can look at everything and you kind of have to in that situation of, right. okay, did I have a penny hanging up on this shelf and the wind blew through the door and knocked it? And, you know, maybe I, I nudged my arm a little bit at the right time. It fell into the chicken. Right. Or, Oh, Hey, you know, a time warp travel opened up and bam, there's a, you know, there are so many possibilities, but to what extreme are you willing to take it to deny the fact that there are spirits or well, the afterlife? So this is that's like that's that's like how far are you willing to take it until you're just like all right like I I literally have no choice but to leave and that's where I got with that penny man is it's like I got no choice you're, uh, like, how you're, you're there's raising, no explanation you're raising another really interesting point that that points to this concept of like a, a burden of proof um, imagine a scenario where um, there's you know, like your, your classic, you know, like a mansion where a murder happens and someone says the butler did it. Mm-hmm. And someone says, well, how do you know? And they go, well, who else could it have been? It's always the butler. Sorry. And they go, well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. But they go, well, who else could it have been? They haven't they haven't ruled out other things necessarily. They're just they're just saying, I don't know. Therefore, the butler. You see what I'm saying? There's a jump here. The 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 the, the informal fallacy here is uh is an, considered uh, like an argument from ignorance is what it's called. Uh, people people bristle at that because they they feel like it sounds like you're calling someone ignorant. I want it to be clear, and that's not what I'm doing. But the idea is that if you know, say say I I, I can't find my phone, and I'm going and and someone must have stolen it, and and you know my. Is, uh, right. So you're coming to a conclusion and basically sticking with the conclusion, regardless of what kind of facts there are. 
Yeah, I like I. I'm like you're, not, you're not you're not taking in a reasonable. But that's the thing, though. If if you if it's if you're experiencing it, yes, you know you can evaluate the situation. You can eliminate the possibilities, right? But the thing with this situation with me, you know, is that this was not the first occurrence that we've had in that home, you know, and it, it's not. Was this the most compelling even, occurrence? Well, I mean, we've we've had a few. You know, like I said, this was this was her childhood home, and it was nothing vicious or vile or angry. She was a child, you know, and she was a beautiful, wonderful, amazing child, you know. So she played jokes and she she did weird stuff, and you know, we had we had a, a tote of her toys um, we were storing for her parents in the attic uh, of the house, and directly, you know, as we were painting, people were moving, going out. There was a you know paint, uh, paint splotch on the floor, you know, clean it up, no big deal. Uh, and then the next day we noticed that this, this paint, this paint splotches is in the shape of a cross, you know, everyone has their own thing, but we are Christians. So directly above that cross is her tote of toys in the attic and directly in front of it is her bedroom, you know? So yes, we could be reaching. Yes. It's a, but it's, 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 if you believe and you have that, that certain amount of faith, regardless of whether you think they're spirits or ghosts, you know, then you're just kind of pushed into a conclusion that you have to accept. But this you have is, to stop fighting for an answer. You just, you accept it. This is, this is, but this is where we as a, as a species get in a whole lot of trouble. Um, so I, I really want to drill down on this whole thing of fallacies, because I think, I think that making the point I'm about to make is really important. Um, so when, when, so there's a number of, of fallacies that, that you've engaged in, in this call. And I want to really, really like double bold, italic, underlined. That does not mean you're wrong. Okay. It does not mean you're wrong. A, a fallacy is an error in reasoning. So when we've got, you know, premises leading up to a conclusion, a fallacy just means that the conclusion isn't justified by the premises. Okay. There's something in there where there's a gap where we can't know that the conclusion is true. Okay, which is not the same thing as saying that it's false. So when you've got a bunch of what sound like jumps, leaps, where you're you're going from incomplete information to a conclusion, we just can't know if 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 your conclusion is is true. And by true, I mean if it if it corresponds with reality. Um, and that's why I I started with this idea of the time to believe something is when the evidence is sufficient to justify that belief when, when, when it's reasonable, when we've got, you know, those premises that line up to where we can go, okay, yes, this conclusion, we can know that it's true based on everything that led up to it. Um, because people in other religious traditions have similar experiences to what you're describing and, but they attribute it to different spirits or different gods or, you mm -hmm. know, all kinds of different stuff. So the reason why these tools of skepticism and evaluating arguments and understanding formal and informal fallacies, the reason it's so important is because we know that left to our own devices as human beings, we can go all over the map with all kinds of different conclusions that can't all be true, but they, they can all be false, right? So that, that's, that's where we're coming from as skeptics is going, well, how can we know what's true? That's where we place the, uh, the value there. Okay. So... What I basically you're telling me is that there's too many gaps between cutting chicken and a penny. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like there's there's a there's a penny. Okay. We don't know where it came from, and it's the same year 
as this I little girl. But the U.S. Mint produces about 30 million pennies a day. So there's a lot of 2006 pennies out there. Of course there are. Is, is this of course there are. You. Yeah. Right. And it's, that's not to discredit the, exactly. the, the, the coin. Exactly. You're telling me that you're going to be in that same situation. You're going to be literally bare armed, you know, raw chicken on a cutting board. Right. There's no cabinets above you. There's nothing to drop from. It is a bare ceiling. All right. And you're going to take 30 seconds, eyeballs on the chicken, on the stove. You got your peripheral vision. Go and you got four glasses on, right? Like four eyes. You got it. Okay. So yeah. you see it. There's nothing for it to drop from. Nowhere. Nothing. And so the way that it was wedged under this raw piece of chicken. How? And I, and I, I kid you not. There's nothing. There's nowhere. Right. There's, well, no, yeah. there's a door open. There's a window open. Just... Just to oh, reiterate, how did this chicken fall from nothing? Okay, we can and accept the, there in a millisecond. We can accept the penny appearing and not being there before. The whole claim there is okay by me. Right, I, I, I'm I'm totally on board with that. Okay, the, where I draw my question is uh, is what what the next uh, decision that we make or the next conclusion that we make based on that penny appearing there? What do we decide happened to cause that? Do we, I mean, right, right now it's, I don't know. Basically, right. I'm sorry. Since, since there is no physical, the, the next assumption, right? Since there's no physical proof about how it got there, since I was not looking for that split second, all of these are just assumptions. Well, there's no, yeah, there's right? no, there's no proof so, that we know of. There's no explanation that we know of. I have no idea how that penny got there. Exactly. I, I no clue. Exactly. So how is it that out of all of these explanations that no one has a reason for, right? There's no reason for this. There's no explanation for this. Why is my explanation is, is there a difference less correct between, and less acceptable than your explanation or your lack of an explanation? Is there, no. is there a difference between there's no explanation and I don't know what the explanation is? Mm, yes, there is obviously. That's so. That's there is an explanation. I apologize. There, there's an explanation. That's why I said lack of an explanation. Is there a difference between there is no explanation and uh, I don't know what the explanation is, but I think <laughs> it might be this. Is that is that? I think that I think at that point we're just we're splitting hairs. I think we all know what I meant. So it's well, cool, but like. I mean, honestly, though, like how far are you willing to deny it up until the point of, you know, uh, alternate, you know, realities? Are you willing to deny? No, I, well, no, I, I didn't, we're not proposing alternate realities. Point, like, I, just, I just wanted to know that yeah. of all the supernatural, unnatural causes that could have have, uh, have caused that, that penny to appear, why we went with spirits um, of, of, of deceased I, Because I couldn't think of anything other, to be completely honest. What, what other, like I'm, what others would there be? Well, this is, this is like, and, and human beings have been doing exactly this forever. This is exactly like people, you know, on the plains looking at the thunder and not knowing where it came from and saying that's, that's, you know, Zeus or Thor, you know, doing that because they didn't understand, you know, meteorology <laughs> thousand years ago. Right. So, and this, this points back to what we we're talking about with the previous call too, is I, I can tell you exactly what would happen if, if it would have been me. Okay. I'm, I'm there. There's a penny. It wasn't there before. I know 
that there's a lot, a lot of stuff in this world and in this universe that I don't know and that I don't understand. I know that I'm capable of missing things. I know that my memory is imperfect. I know my vision's not perfect. So I, I, for me, it would have begun and ended with, oh, I don't know how that got there. Been taking the penny off the cutting board and gone about my day because I'm comfortable with just saying, I don't know, and letting it, and just letting it, letting it go. I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's, it's even ethical, frankly. I mean, I'm, I'm jumping to a whole different spot here, but to, to fill gaps in our knowledge with stuff that we can't demonstrate. I think it, I think it leads to a lot of problems. I think in certain circumstances, it does lead to a lot of problems. I really do. But then again, I also believe that there are all gods. And I mean, there's no God. And then there's the Big Bang. And then there's not the Big Bang. There's evolution. You know, I believe it all. Okay, I understand. But like, when you are forced, right? Someone tells you that sky is blue. You can deny it all day until you look up. And that sky is blue. That's the whole point. Is Eventually, you've got to look up. But we can investigate the sky being blue. We we can't investigate where the penny came from with the information that we have. We're just stuck on I don't know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, no. You are stuck on I don't know. I am not stuck on I don't know. And until you experience something like that, you know, to the point where it's there, it's in your face. And until you experience it, you're always going to be stuck in I don't know about those situations. Well, I've experienced tons of stuff that I can't explain. Right. So why not believe in something? It doesn't have to be, you know, there are so many alternative ways to believe in anything about the afterlife. You know, Buddhism, they believe in reincarnation, but only for certain people. Well, okay. So so there's such a huge list of that. I didn't start here with you because a few weeks ago I had a caller where I started with this other thing and it didn't work out very well. But normally with people, I start with how much do you care about whether or not your beliefs are true? True. Uh, I do believe I, 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 I want them to be true. I want them, I want them to That's be correct, good. to be right. Yeah, me too. So when I think about what's true, I'm just thinking about true as being what corresponds with reality. And so when I'm approaching stuff like this, it's okay, how can I make sure that my beliefs correspond with reality? And all skepticism is, is wanting to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible. Uh, Matt Dillahunty has been saying that over on Atheist Experience for years. Um, and I think it's it's valuable, okay? So if we want to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible, the question is, how do we go about doing that? And I think being comfortable with saying, I don't know, and waiting to go to, I have an explanation until there's evidence is the, the way to go about it. Yeah, but like, what is what is true to you is not true to me. You understand? Like, like that's the thing is like you have your own experiences. What's true to you? That 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 may not be for me or so and so or them or Bob or Tom. So that's you not, think that, like, that's wrong. That's oh, wrong. That's not how truth like, works. It's literally just your take on it. That's no, that, that's the way it is. That, like that's if that's you that's have nothing to believe in, then 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 how are you gonna believe in anything? But that's okay. So so what you just said, I and I'm just I'm just being blunt because time's limited, it is like exactly wrong. Because the 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 nature of reality oh, is that okay. reality is is what exists regardless of what any of us believe about it. So, the, reality is the reference point. 
Okay. So if, if you and I see an event from different perspectives and have different experiences, we have different perspectives, but that doesn't mean we have different truths. Something happened and we may be looking at it from different perspectives, but the reality is not what's changed. We, our vantage points are the things that are the variables here. Have you ever heard the, the, the story that about- That makes them different truths. If no, you're seeing one side and I'm seeing the other and you can't see mine and I can't see yours, but our truths are real and so, our reality. So why are they not acceptable? Why is your, your side acceptable but my side is not? So you I can't see my side and I can't see your side. So, okay. The, so, the, so how the, is yours acceptable? The, the, what you're doing is, and I'm going to answer your question very directly, I promise. What you're doing is is like Thank really you. devaluing the word truth. That's why I put the definition out there of truth is what corresponds no, with reality. No, I'm putting it into oh, perspective. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, well, hang on. There's a difference between perspective and truth. There's a, there's a classic fable about a bunch of blind men uh, meeting an elephant, and they're trying to describe it to each other. And one's feeling its trunk and says, it's a long and skinny animal. And one's feeling its leg and says, it's like a tree. And one's got its tail and is saying, you know, and so they're all feeling it differently. None of them, the elephant is what the elephant is. That's the truth. The elephant. That's, that's the truth. reality. And all of our experiences as blind men molesting an elephant, you know, we're all going to have our experiences. But there's, there are reliable, demonstrable methods for us to get in touch with reality. And that's truth. And there are methods to get in touch with the other side. And that is truth. What other side? You talk about the physical, the other side of whatever happens after death, whatever it may be. How do we know anything happens after death? That's, maybe, you know what? Maybe, maybe we go to an alternative universe and that's who they're talking to. Like, honestly, it, it could be that. It could be a heaven. It could be limbo. It could be nothing. It could be everything. Well, how do but the we... thing is, there's actual proof of them, of, of these machines that speak to something. How do we, how do we know is the, is, is the, the place that I keep returning to, you know, you kept, you said it like maybe, and it could be, but how do we know what could be and what may be? How do we know? There... Because they, what? Like there's actual proof. Proof whether, of whatever, whatever you believe it, whether you believe in ghosts, whether you believe in spirits, whether you believe they went to, you know, Mars, wherever you believe or nothing. If you don't believe anything, then how, then, then, then you can't believe the physical proof that's in front of you. You know what I'm saying? If you don't believe there's another side and yet there's this machine that talks to these other sides and you don't believe the machine, then it's not even what, about what, what machine anymore. What machine are we talking about? Are we? Oh, yeah, I don't know what they're called, the sweetheart. The ones the ghost hunters use. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. EK. Like no, the, wait, that's not right. The, the, the yeah, the electric. The, I'm the not sure. EV EVPs are. Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. The so this is the thing. I, I want to just plant a flag yeah. here because um, skepticism is not just denying everything. So there's two sides to the coin: the wanting to believe true things and not wanting to believe false things. So skeptics, if they're doing it right, believe tons of stuff. But but the belief is contingent on evidence. You withhold that belief. You're 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 standoffish because your your standards are high. So if 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 someone was to come up to me and tell me they're they're my long lost cousin, you know, I I will believe them if they can present sufficient evidence to justify that belief. I won't even be able to to choose not to believe. 
Because it's just there will reach a point where they will show me evidence that will overwhelm my skepticism, and it's just like, all right, cousin, here you here you are, man, or or lady, or whatever, you know. So yeah, that's like, what we're waiting that. for. But like you're telling me that, so so you believe in science, right? Like that's what you're telling me. You believe in yeah. you, all numbers, all science, all proof, correct? Well, no, because there's things that I don't have proof for in that in like a mathematic or scientific sense. So there, there was, I was listening to some, some of the, but you, can, uh, you can see it. Like you saw it physically with your hands. Like you saw it. Like, for example, I've, I've never been to Cincinnati, Ohio, but I believe it's there. I have, I have no physical. You sure you believe it's there? Cause I'm just kidding. 100%. But <laughs> I understand that, but I'm talking about something, you know, like the, like the machines, right? Sure. I don't yeah. necessarily believe they work cause I haven't had my hands on it, but like it's there. It exists. It's real. Well, At what point is it not real? The Do you have to is, physically touch it? Do you have to physically see it no, no, in no. order for it to be real? The to be a truth? The question is, when is it real? The default position should be to not believe until the evidence is there. Because there's so many claims out there. There's so well, that many. That is. That is. That is the ultimate belief. Like, if you're going to believe everything that's out there, then obviously you deserve you know, to be duped or to be, you know, well, conned to your money by a prince and, you know, wherever. But when you are presented facts after or well, truth after truth after truth, all of this evidence and that lead up to a certain point, you know, you can no longer push something aside. Okay, it's, like you, uh, it's like you literally just said, when you are presented enough evidence personally, right? Like if I looked at the situation, I'm like, oh, he says you're his cousin. Does he got paperwork? Are you sure? Did he forge it? Is it real? Yeah. It's fake. He's not your cousin. He's bunch of millions. Ha, <laughs> sucker. Right? Well, like, it, that's how I'm going to see what's happening. So the default because, position shouldn't be... Proof enough for you doesn't mean, you know... The default position shouldn't be it's fake. The default position really is, is I don't know that that's real until it's been demonstrated to be real. Can you know, I... You know can I... Uh, exactly. Exactly. Can I just step in here real quick? So and I'm going to circle this back to the EVP thing because I think it's a very apt comparison. So um, I we used to have a, uh, a, a upstairs that was made out of knotty pine. Okay. And knotty pine has little knots all over it and makes little faces mm -hmm. on the wall. So there's little faces that you can pick out on the wall everywhere. Now, mm -hmm. if I told you, I said, those are the spirits of the forest that are trapped inside that wood. You can see this, their face is right there. It's, it's right there. So that, uh, would you, if I said that to you, would you say, okay, that's, that's what that is. Would I would love that? to that. I mean, everyone wants to believe something like that. So at least people who have, you know, I don't know, but like, but obviously I wouldn't, you know, I'm an adult. I'm a grown up. I know reality. I know fiction, but is it okay. not. That, that is actually what the EVP like stuff I mean, is. Though. Don't get me wrong, but. <laughs> That, that, that is that is what the, that's the audible version. EVP is the audible version of of making faces out of the wood knots. It's it really is. It's it, it and you can see different videos where they do the EVP and you they they say oh this is what it's saying and have the words on the on the screen and you listen to it and you and you you hear it and then they'll they'll have they say or is this what it's saying and have different words on the bottom of the screen. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? Uh, a couple of years ago, the 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 Laurel and Ganny thing that that went around that went viral, where people would listen to a little audio clip, and some people would hear it saying one thing, and some people could hear it saying the other. So it, it's the oh, same. Yes. It, 
It's how your brain interprets the sound waves. And uh, when it comes to these supernatural experiences um, and interpreting uh, sound waves, it, it really a lot of the a lot of the way our brain decides what's going on around us, we don't aren't consciously aware of. It's it's uh, through the, these these different sound waves and different vibrations in the air that we experience uh, that we may not even be aware of. Like. I don't know if you're, have you ever walked into a room and you just kind of feel that, uh, that something's moving, even if it's dark and then you turn on the light and your dog's there wagging its tail on the floor, something like that, that there's different, different sounds and different changes in air pressure and all this stuff that, 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 that generates what we experience the world around us. Um, it's, it's mm-hmm. quite interesting, but it, it, a lot of our, sometimes our brain, misfires and decides to interpret something as, as something it's not it decides to interpret the rustle in the grass as a tiger instead of the wind so to speak so that you're you, you it's a survival a survival mechanism but it, it misfires all the time like, you are not wrong and that is like it is literally the coolest possible thing i love that you know but at the same time it's like how do we know they're not actually speaking to something? Yes. There are so many that are so wonky, right? Like they're sketchy. There's, there's no way that they're real, but they're advancing. Like their technology is advancing. I believe I've seen videos. I wouldn't know personally, but that's just a belief. So like. The thing that I return to with these types of things is, is we talked about how the brain is, is always seeking patterns and how we want to, you know, fill gaps in our knowledge, even when we're not justified in doing so with evidence. The, the thing that I keep thinking about now is there are industries and whole religions that really sink their teeth into people because we're afraid of death and it is painful and traumatic losing our loved ones. And we wish we could see them again or communicate with them again. Oh, 100%. And I, I think they just play into people that way. I, well, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. Um, I've talked to a lot of psychics. I've talked to ghost hunters. I've talked to pastors and priests and imams about, you know, afterlifes and stuff. And I've never heard anybody make a, a, a rational, valid sound argument, uh, or present any evidence that the afterlife is something that any of us have to, uh, to look forward to or be afraid of. Um, so, but, the, and, and this, this is, well, see, and that's the thing. It's helped me to be able to mourn. That, that, that I'll, I'll, I'll finish on this. Is I've I've lost a lot of loved ones and lost a lot of friends. And when I was a religious guy, when I was a believer, which I was a evangelical Christian for twenty plus years, um, it, it it was different. I I couldn't ever really say goodbye to people. Um, as an atheist, no problem. There's a mourning process. It's painful. It's traumatic. I talked to my therapist. I worked through those emotions. I love my friends. I miss them but I know they're gone and it's okay. Um, it's a very different feeling. It is. But at the same time, that's a different feeling for you. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's, if you believe everything, because I do, I believe a little bit of everything. And I believe that this entire freaking world is getting run by, by Christians, which is not a horrible thing. It's not a great thing. It's it's whatever thing. I'm, I'm neutral right now. I'm super neutral. Um, but like, if that were to just calm down because they literally run with fear and all of that. And it's just, 
I think if they just took that out of a lot of things in this world, I think this world would be a lot better. If, if, if Christians were a lot more understanding of other people's faith or lack of faith or no, you know, there is such a stigma about not believing in a God, any God, yeah. you know, it's, Oh, you're an atheist or a horrible person. Oh, you don't believe in an afterlife. No. Oh, you're going to hell. Says who Deborah, you're God. Okay, cool. Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that's a tangent. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever heard of secular humanism? I have not. There's this, there's this idea, this, this idea, uh, secular humanism, uh, is this idea that human beings can solve our problems, can work together, can create governments and ethical systems and societies um, strictly by considering what's going to be in our own best interests as a species and looking out for each other without any appeal to gods or supernaturals or anything. Um, it might be something worth... Why are we not doing that? I, that's what? what I'm saying. That's Agreed. Jeez, yeah. I feel like that's what we need to be doing in all. What is that called again? Secular, Secular humanism. humanism. Yeah. Oh, I need to look into that because that I think that's where this next generation needs to head towards. We need to just take all of that out and just let it let us be humans and a species and thrive that way. Hey, listen, that's a that's a point of agreement. I think that might be a good place to put a pin in this call and. Uh, move on to some other callers because it's nice when we can finish on a high note agreeing with our, our new friends on the, on the other end of the line, you know? <laughs> so, All right. Right. Yeah. Look at that. We'll, we'll call oh, that yeah, wrapping that up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling uh, tonight, Savannah. No, thank you. It was fun. You guys have a good night. You too. You too. All right. Uh, Sorry, but I just wanted to talk about how well done that call was. And I know I'm not supposed to like maybe give props to my own show, but I'm giving props to you two. Like that was so, I really enjoyed it. I was into the call the whole time you guys uh, broke things down well and explained it. Like I really enjoyed that. I feel like Savannah would be a very fun person to have a couple of beers with at like a cookout and just, you know hang out and just talk about the world. Yeah. It's nice when people are willing to, uh, to, to scrutinize a little bit, that makes things a little bit uh, smoother, I think. Uh, so the last two calls have been great uh, about that. People being a little more open-minded to some skepticism. It's well, kind yeah. of a, yeah. New thing. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll get back off screen, but let me bring on uh, your next caller. We've got uh, Thomas in Texas is calling about sleep paralysis okay okay thomas you with us hello hello here. how are y'all doing what's going on tomas how you doing i'm doing good are you all good that's good yeah <clears throat> I, I grew up in the methodist church so i used to be a theist um up until my i guess early 20s somewhere around 22 to 24 but uh, about, I don't know, three to five times over the years, I've experienced uh, sleep paralysis. But at the time, uh, that's not, I didn't know what it was. Uh, there was a time between my theism and atheism where I was quote unquote spiritual, not but not religious. And I got to the point where I didn't believe in God anymore, but I still believe in the possibility of other supernatural things. Well, one of the times that I experienced this and was the scariest 
normally they only lasted like a couple of minutes or less. But this one time lasted, it felt like forever, but it was only about five minutes or so, I think. But I couldn't move, I couldn't speak, nothing. And I was freaking the hell out. <laughs> and uh, this was also during a time when my neighbors was into all kinds of different spiritual stuff and uh, paganism and whatnot. And uh, it felt during this, when this happened, it felt like there was something immensely heavy just sitting on top of me, pinning me down. And uh, so I said, I couldn't speak, couldn't do nothing. And it was scary as hell. And I, for a while there, during that, and for some short time after that, I guess. I, you're I you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, sorry, I, I couldn't I'm catch sorry. that last part. You, you just speak directly into the microphone. I, it's just cutting out a little bit. Yeah, if you could, I don't know if you can uh, move to a better spot because uh, it the it's cutting out really bad and it's kind of hard to hear. I've got headphones on. Could you take take the headphones off? Yeah, yeah, let me do that. By the way, uh, everyone watching, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, thank you to my top tier patrons. Uh, okay, ooh, wait, you there? I got to get the. Yep, just one quick second. I got to get the the new list up. Um, sorry about that. Trying to kill two birds with one stone. Okay. Cindy Plaza, Kenneth Leonard, Kathy Leto, Jump and Shoot, Oz, Secular Rarity, Keonta and Faba Beans, Philip Leach, Caitlin Beyond Toast, Richard Gilliver, Sunset Sarge, uh, Kyle Brewer, Brewer. All of you are awesome. Thank you so much. All right, Thomas, go ahead. Try talking again. You sound much clearer, I think. Thomas, you with us? Uh, we lost Thomas. Ah, shit. <laughs> Thomas, you know what happened? Thomas took off his headphones and he was messing with, and he fell into a well. Okay. <laughs> Let God me see if we. That's the official it. story until he calls back. What else could have happened? I'm trying to call back right now. Let's see if uh, if he picks up. Hey, um, while we're doing that, go, nope. oh, oh. Thomas. Are you there? Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's better. There we go. Sorry about that. Headphones off. All right. All right. Uh, go ahead with your sleep paralysis. Better now? Much yes. Better. Right. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, though, it, it felt like something immensely heavy was pinning me down. I couldn't move, couldn't speak. And for a while, I believe it was some sort of entity, you know, that was trying to possess me or attack me or something like that. Hmm. You know, yep, same. I, I had the same that, experience. <laughs> Did you have any uh, hypnopompic uh, hallucinations, like where you, th you thought you saw things moving out of the corner of your eye while you're laying there paralyzed? Actually, yeah, actually, I did. It seemed yeah. like there was dark shapes, you know, mm -hmm. moving around. And uh, it, my belief at the time stronger was when it ended, it finally ended because I was struggling to say something, to speak, to scream, you know, for help or something. And when I finally was able to pick up, it off of me. And it was a struggle to say that, but I finally did. And right when it said me, it stopped and it ended. You know, it, was, it wasn't until, I don't know, probably a couple of years later, actually, that I learned what it was when I first started sleep paralysis. And uh, so I started researching on that. Sleep paralysis, exactly what it was, and 
that's when I figured out this. And I also talked to a doctor about it, and they told me that it was what it was. But at the time, I firmly believed that, well, like I said, how the way it ended just confirmed that for the longest time. But in reality, it was just me breaking out of that sleep paralysis and fully waking mm-hmm. up. It's terrifying. People always say think that when you we, we talk about it that you just, oh it's like a dream. No, it's it's not like a dream at all. It's not. It's it's like these things is it, it's well for your brain for your brain it is really happening to you. You're really being pinned down by something. There's really dark things moving around to your brain, uh, and and trying to break mm-hmm. free of that and being terrified that whole time and 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 feeling. I don't know about how, how yours were, but mine always felt like it was building up towards something that I had to break out of it before it built up to whatever that was. It was always like I was on a, uh, a timeline to try to try to snap myself out of it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, I yeah, I'm familiar with it. It's, it's a, it's a terrifying experience. Right. Yeah, I've, had, I've had other different experiences over the years that, I still don't have an explanation for, and but something you know I used to like most people I used to not be comfortable with not knowing, you know that's just something you know we're not most people aren't comfortable with not knowing and accepting, you know the fact of not knowing an explanation, but uh, over the years you know as I've learned to develop you know my uh, critical thinking you know and rational thing and so on I've you come to accept that, you know, I now accept mm-hmm. there are things I don't know. I don't have an expectation for, and I'm fine with that. But, uh, there was one example, me and a friend uh, years ago, we were jamming, playing guitar. And, uh, all of a sudden we both heard what sounded like a wooden kitchen spoon going tap, 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 tap down the side of the house and around front. And we were, and we both, we both heard it because we both, we were both just jamming out and all of a sudden tap, 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 tap. And we looked at each other and we're like, did you hear? And we both said, did you hear that at the same time? And we rushed out of the room and I rushed out the front door and he went out the back and there was no one around, no animals, no people, nothing. So no explanation for what the hell that was. Uh, but um, don't think, I don't, there has to be some explanation for it, obviously, <laughs> but well, sure. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I was like, in my head, I'm like that we know of <laughs> something mm-hmm. happened, right? You know? Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, well, I appreciate you calling in kind of giving your, I guess your skeptical per, uh, perspective on this uh, there, Thomas, uh, we are going to well, pop over. We got another, uh, some other calls waiting, but uh, appreciate you call your call today. Thank you for taking my call. Y'all Anytime. have a great evening. You too. You too. I just that sounds just horrific. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, sleep sleep paralysis is. I I only had it when I when I was uh, had to work overnights. It was like for seven months or something. I was working overnights and it was uh, it was pretty rough. Dude, that terrifies me. Like, and I, I I on one end I want to experience it, kind of like a meat said in the chat, but I also don't want to experience it because it sounds horrifying. Yeah, because in my sense. mind. I'm still like, well, wait, I should be able to move. So it shouldn't be an issue, but God, so, it's gonna be scary. you're not moving until it's over. Uh, and, and like we said about the time, it does, it does feel like you're stuck like that for, uh, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes or so that you're laying there struggling. It's probably really only like, no, thanks. A couple of minutes. 
Do either of you know the, the best recommendations for getting out of sleep paralysis when it happens? Um, what I did was, you know, source, source down the, uh, the root of the problem and kind of nix it there. But uh, do you have something else in mind? You have to have your friend drop you in a bathtub like Inception. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? The pole, right? <laughs> that makes sense. I think that's the, the solution. <laughs> All right. All right. You want me to bring on your uh, last call? Actually, if you still want to call the show, 951-364-2430, whether it's a paranormal or supernatural claim, a God claim, belief in aliens, conspiracy theories, or even what I've really been dying for is an anti-vaxxer or flat earther. We need one of those. What I want is a dog or cat that, that engages with a ghost. Call me about your dog or cat that engages with the ghost. Cause that's what I want to hear about. Yes. I, 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 every time I just wish someone would have their pastor or priest call in whoever, <laughs> whoever's giving you your information and you're just, you know, you're going, yeah, that makes sense. Have them call in. Ooh, you did you, you missed the exorcist we had on too. Or I guess. It God damn it. I, yeah, I, I missed that was the, me and Dave the really too. Ones. Yeah. You've been missing well, some fun ones. <laughs> we had Dave Warnock got to got to experience those ones. Uh, what we what else we have? We had the, the giant alien mind reading alien. <laughs> okay, there was I think six or no eight calls that episode. It was just bam, 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 bam. So many paranormal claims. It was really cool. It was really fun. Yeah, we uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Sweet. All right. All right. Let's get Amanda from Illinois. You're on with. Brian and Kenneth. Amanda reckon with. What's going on? Hello. How are you guys? Hey, Amanda. Doing all right. How are yeah. you? Um, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Hanging out outside because the kids are still awake and it's uh, spring break. Well, and the weather's you know, nice enough so. today. You know, I don't know what part of Illinois you're in, but here in Chicago, it was it was beautiful uh, latter half of the day. We could have done a bonfire tonight. Oh, it was right? great. I'm. I'm kind of south, so I'm south of I-80. Cool. Um, so we get some really nice weather out here. Yeah. So what can we what can we help you with? So, well, um, I know that I called a few shows ago. Uh, I don't remember who exactly I was speaking with at that time. But um, we had kind of talked about paranormal events and things that have happened. Um, so I kind of just wanted to touch base on maybe a few other things that have happened and kind of share my story a little bit. Were you the person who had called in and there had been a, a, a like a fatal car accident? Your um, voice sounds familiar. Surprisingly, yes, I, I was. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I did experience a severe car accident um, probably about a year ago till right. October. So in October... It'll be two years. Yeah, that was a that was a terrible story. I, I mean, just I, I just I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But yeah. I, I don't want you to have to revisit that. But so what were what were you calling in about uh, today? People can go back and listen to that call if they'd like. So today, um, I would like to mention that the fact that you know I was a dog groomer, so I do have a story about a dog. Nice, Yay. multiple dogs interacting with spirits. Um. It, we, I used to work at a shop that was, uh, we used to joke about it, that it was haunted because we would see someone in the back room, um, like a full body 
uh, it was a man. We all joked about him. Um, even the owner, the owner, when she would hire people, she'd be like, don't worry about the man in the back. He just works here half time. Like, I'd be like, I quit. So for me, I'm a medium, not professional. Okay. Let me, let me just put that out there. <laughs> like, I am a medium. I was born with abilities that would put me in a category of an empath and medium. Um, I'm also a witch. I do witchy things. So, um, needless to say, when I got hired on there, I'm the one that was like, who's that? She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, mm, you don't notice that. And I kind of kept my mouth shut for a little while. So they would just joke about it and joke about it. And finally one day, like the water and I looked at her and I said, you, where are you? And she said, is that who you saw? I said, it sure was. She goes, yeah, he works here. We don't know what he does, but he works here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we had many of dogs that would just start baying out of nowhere. And the whole entire salon would just go. And normally dogs do that when they're in a pack and they howl and they do stuff like that. But the whole team is going at one, like, suddenly. It just, it was so eerie. And the water would turn on and the door would close. and just weird things. So needless to say, that was our, our friend at the salon. Um, he, he was there. Um, or have I ever encountered him at another salon? So it was just that building. Uh, there was no significance to the building at all. Nothing said anybody died in that building. With, I, I'm sorry to return to this. Okay, because we we should talk about everything that you just said, but with the the medium thing, is there is there any way that you could uh, demonstrate abilities that you have here while you're on the phone? So, we did talk about that the last time I called. Um, unfortunately, my only connection point at this time, the only way that I've ever known to do it, is through connection of the eye directly. So even over video call and stuff like that, it hasn't been easy. Tarot card reading. So somebody has to be in the in the room with you, basically, for you to be able to uh, to get a reading. Is that what I'm understanding? I'm Did we lose her. Sure. What just happened? Uh, blue, blue. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Ethan blew himself. It booted me out of StreamYard. So, uh, Amanda, they didn't hear like the past 20 seconds. Sorry about. Oh, wait. One second. Man, everything. It's just, okay. dude, that was so weird. Uh, I'm trying to fix this. Sorry. We had technical difficulties in the middle of the show. Uh, bear with me one no moment, problem. please. Now, Ethan, unblew himself. I unblew, <laughs> I unblew myself. Uh <laughs> There we go. Okay. I'm going to jump back off. Amanda, you're back on with them. All righty. We turned, and, you um, talk about eye contact so, is where we cut off. So. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So the problem with my, the reason why I'm no professional, I'm no, I've been doing this for a while because I'm, excuse me, but I'm, I'm 31. Um, 
I've been seeing spirits and connecting with spirits since I was like three. Um, I always just shut up about it because people, people are very growing up in my, in the area that I grew up in, everybody was very churchy and everybody's like, Oh my God, you're psycho. Like, so I never really got any help with the ability, but when I do my readings, I'm looking at that person and I'm connecting with the eye itself. If that makes any sense. So are you a spiritualist then? I mean, I'm just, just to be clear. Uh, on what you think is happening and, and who you think you're communicating with. Are you a spiritualist? That's difficult. I'm kind of newly into my certain deity choice at this time. Um, so being a spiritualist, I would have to rely on solely that deity at this time. And uh, I could say no. Did you say deity choice? Yes. The the deity Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just asking choices. I it's an interesting word to use in, in terms of a, of a deity. And and when talking about, you know, like belief, if 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 there's a god that you believe is 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 real, um I like did you like pick one out of the whole, you know, pantheon or or were you I mean sort of compelled to believe in one particular one over the others. I mean, I just, I'm caught up on, on the or, word choice. Are you, are you accepting that all the gods from all sources exist and you have to pick like a patron God? Yeah. Like, I, like that's fascinating to me. All right. So um, I'll explain it in, in my belief. And this is solely just my, how I feel that it works. Um, excuse me, but I, I know that I may not be correct because there's many of paths to take. So in my particular path, I was called on to work with a certain deity and I'll re I'll reveal that deity in a little bit, but I had tried to work with the previous deity that I thought I was supposed to work with because, you know, being a witch, we're children of the moon We're I'm a, I'm a female, um, Long story short, I tried to work with the moon goddess and uh, witnessed some really dark things, which is why I have many stories to tell about spirits and what I've witnessed. Um, I was worshiping the wrong thing, and it burned me pretty bad, not literally, but more spiritually. Um I saw things I didn't want to see. I was introduced to more demons than angels. And yeah, I, I, that's another thing that I have personally witnessed. So the um, wrong, the wrong deity was wrong because of the effect that it was having on you, not necessarily because it wasn't real. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, so it was very real. And what I was worshiping was there and it was, it was something real, but it was so wrong for me, but I didn't. When you say, when you say there, did you, was uh, a physical entity or I, are you talking? I want to point out that Brian did the people's oh. eyebrow a second ago, like fully. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but we do, I want to keep this going. This, uh, is, this is really interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, when I was working with said deity, um, so I'm basically, I would say that I accept that all gods and goddesses can be of an existence, but the right one chooses you and calls on to you in a certain way that you may not see. And there are signs and numbers and numeratic codes that you see every day that you're like, oh, that's my favorite number because I always see that number. That number has a meaning. And that sequence, what you keep seeing, like, I never saw during this time of worshiping the, the deity that was wrong for me, I saw dark things, which meant I thought that I was just supposed to weather the battles because, you know, your gods only put their strongest warriors through the strongest battles, correct? Is what they always say, at least. Well, I believe that my battles were what maybe I needed to see. And then all of a sudden people started talking about this other deity. And it always was just there, but I never was willing to give into this because it was such a fad. It was a fad. People just kept talking and talking and talking about it. And I was like, okay, just shut up. I'm sick of hearing about this thing. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. I'm, I'm going to focus on this right now. Stop trying to shove it down my throat. I'm going to be very disappointed well, if it's Jesus. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. If, yeah, like, after all this, I just... <laughs> <laughs> forgive me like please well, like, here's the thing though yeah the story that, that that's the thing though is like again I, I i did try to go through some deities and kind of read about them to see which ones were probably more visual to me like i i wanted to learn about them and honestly i learned and i studied and there was just none of them none of them and so, unfortunately, I'm on the edge of my seat. Really where, where did you end up? Where'd you? <laughs> I want to know the bad deity was. This is going to be pretty flipping typical. Um, I work directly now. All the stories and stuff. I'm sorry, I can't, I've never read the Bible, and I won't. Um, there's just a reason behind it. Even though the numbers and everything they make sense, it's a sign. But I work directly with God. I have been drawn to God for a very long time, but there's always been these unbelievable stories. Wait, like Yahweh? Things yeah, that are written by man. Are, are you, now you're, it sounds like you switched from using the words gods of referring to plurality to now referring to sort of like a singular one above all type of God. Is that, is that what happened? Yeah. Did we go from little? But I'm not denying. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, is that I'm not denying in any way, shape, or form that those other gods and goddesses are real and they exist. But they are not for me. They, that Those individual deities did not call on to me. When I started looking into God, I was getting signs. And it wasn't just me waking up the signs after they happened 
I started seeing the numerical code. I started seeing the angel numbers. I started seeing flashes of light where there was nothing to reflect. To okay. uh, let me just before is before we move too far. This the, the God you're talking about the the God of the Bible is that it just I want I don't want to misrepresent what you're saying. Is that is that correct? I I I believe that's correct. But as I said, okay. I've never followed the Bible. Okay. Um, is I, I just because I wanted to reiterate. Uh, so Yahweh, uh, uh, that's Abrahamic. how I say it. Yeah, yeah the Abrahamic God uh, was actually uh, wow. there's there's lots of uh, Semitic cultures in the in the ancient Near East that had their own like pantheons, uh, and they're actually you look at some of the older versions of the, the Bible and some of the terminology that are used in the old Testament. God, uh, Yahweh was actually part of a, pan, a pantheon. Yeah, he actually, he wasn't even, <laughs> he was, yeah, he wasn't even the most powerful. El was, El was the father and, yeah. and Yahweh was, uh, given the, the land of Judah, uh, to rule over. And so he was like the patron God of the people of Judah. Uh, but as they move towards as the, their culture, moved towards monotheism and, and, uh, they kind of combined their their regional god with the king of the gods and, and created what we see in the in the Christian doctrine. Brian, have you ever read Dan Dennett's or seen any of his talks that he's given? Um, he did he did a book a while ago called "Breaking the Spell: Religion as a Natural Phenomenon." I haven't. No, okay, but I like Dennett. Everybody, go read this book, please. So, what what Dennett does is wait, he, he... wait, wait, wait. I don't know what the book was named, and I got to get it typing. Hold on. <laughs> Kenneth's just God really excited about this. <laughs> I am just okay. Am I back? I something happened. I'm yep. okay. You gave so, you gave her a much needed delay to get her typing in. What was the name of the book? Breaking the spell. <laughs> Breaking the spell uh, by Dan Dennett. The subtitle of the book is "Religion as a Natural Phenomenon." What he talks about is how religions are very much uh, like organisms and can be approached and studied in the same way that scientists look at how evolution affects various organisms. Um, yes. Okay. So, yeah. What Brian was describing okay. of how yes. you've got okay. these, so these super powered monotheistic gods emerging out of cultures where there were several smaller gods, it would make sense. If you come from a tribe with four shitty little gods and the tribe next door has one big super God, it's like, oh, we got to get on that super God train. And then the little gods die and we never hear about them again. It's just, it's just like how organisms survive. Um, it becomes fascinating. Uh, like I was thinking about this a lot with, uh, with Christianity recently with this uh, guy down in Georgia who shot up those spas that the responses from the church where he went were like defense mechanisms, like watching an organism fighting to survive. It's fascinating. Actually, I, I love to look into the science behind things. As you can tell, I, I do my research. And uh, some of the religions that I've read into, it's the manifestation of the God. It's the manifestation, the power behind it, the power behind the belief of such. It's a manifestation. How would it's, we distinguish between the power of the God and the power of believing in the God? So... As I'm as I as I'm going through this whole, I don't believe this. I don't know. Stop shoving it down my throat. I, at some point, had to admit to myself that 
these signs were so much different than the years past. And it was just kind of like one of those like, oh, well, there's your sign. Well, duh. Oh, my God. Did that really just happen? And then when it happened at not just a few times, but it happened so many times that it was noticeable that you were just like, whoa, really? Seriously? And then, you know, that that sign would just be there. And after researching those signs to that, it's, you know, the power of witchcraft is all behind the power of manifestation. I'm not sure what that means. Your spells, your prayers. When I hear manifestation, sorry. I'm sorry, I just, I, I've said, I, I'm not sure what that means. When I hear manifestation, I think about an ex-girlfriend oh. I had who loved this book called The Secret. And she talked about how, you know, people just need to have sort of this, this, like you envision the life that you want to have, and then it'll, the universe will manifest it for you. And then I, I showed her a clip of Dave Chappelle talking about how starving kids in Africa need to just have a better attitude. And that the reason they're starving is because they're bad. And, and, and we broke up. So like, the power of positive thinking is what it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if that's what you mean, but I, that's just where my mind goes. Um, so it's very similar to kind of, okay. So you're getting the, the funny aspect of it. Not, not, probably not so funny. I'm so sorry about your breakup. Um, but to me, it's quite interesting. <laughs> it's amusing. <laughs> um, the fact that you know okay manifesting so if i'm praying to whoever i am praying in that power and i am giving all ounce of my faith and my being that i will get a new job i will get a new house and my life will be better and you put it out in the universe and if you continue to do that in your manifesting and you continue to keep believing with all of your being that that's what's going to happen. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen the next day, but it is going to happen soon and your blessing will come. And that's kind of the manifesting behind it. I really like this because it's testable. Um, Cause we can, we can uh, you know, test whether, if you, you put, I have a perfect like, test. Go ahead. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I will be going to court soon and my manifesting already worked. Um, I'm going to continue to manifest that this gets taken care of in justice. And if I, the outcome is not looking so everything, oh, there's been a very long process and this person has not been caught for over a very long time. Well, I just recently started manifesting in the fact that, you know, justice be served and he was recently caught and he has court coming up and they didn't get a chance to look at all of the evidence yet. So once they look at all of the evidence, there is a chance this person will do a short time, but not enough time that they need to. But if I keep manifesting it, 
hopefully it could be served as a, a stronger sentence that might be necessary to keep others safe. Okay. I've already uh, kind of put it to the test because now so, oh, go ahead, I there's there's something that I'm 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 remembering which is uh, I'll tell you where my mind went as you were talking about this. I I went to a a, a memory and I mean just invites just came you know to me of uh, a time that I. Uh, I, I was, I'll just tell the story. I, I, I worked at a restaurant and, um, a guy was coming down the road in front of the restaurant on a motorcycle. He slipped, went sideways on his motorcycle, got run over by another car. Um, the car, he was, he was pinned under it. Me and all the bus boys and everybody, we ran out and we're trying to, to get the guy out from under the car. And I'm holding this guy. At this point, I'd, 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 I'd been in the army before I'd seen, uh, you know, I've seen plenty of stuff, you know, like the violent stuff. And I'm so I'm holding this guy and he's dying and people are praying for the guy and he died. And they were, as far as I can tell, sincerely praying. Um, and then my mind went to, you know, like pediatric cancer wards where parents right now are praying for their kids. And it jogged a memory of when, uh, when Sam Harris debated William Lane Craig uh, about the existence of God at Notre Dame years ago, Sam opened a rebuttal talking about how 9 million kids under the age. Uh, he's uh he's frozen up again. 17 kids. Where did I, where did I, where did I drop? Where did I, where, where did it cut me off? Uh, about the number of kids. Up the last yeah, so about about nine million kids under the age of five die every year globally, um, and the math on that works out to about seventeen a minute. So the idea is that before I can get to the end of this sentence, there's some kid or children around the world who are are going to you know slip away. Um, many of them, you know, their parents are praying right now. Suffering and in pain and yep. uh, through the last their last moments, and they're going to lose their kids. They're praying with all their might. Yeah, yep. That that's what makes me yep. think and that the manifesting thing doesn't hold up. It reminds me of a Ricky Gervais quote where he says, like, he's talking about people praying for outcomes for their sports teams, and he's like, he's saying that it's arrogant that that you're saying that the God who didn't stop the Holocaust from happening is going to help your team win the sports game, you know? I know that's not what you're saying, but um, it makes me wonder about all this manifesting stuff. As a psychological practice to prime your brain to uh, to look at positive thing and look for positive results to your actions, not a bad not a bad step at all, but it, it, to, it, if we're gonna claim this, that it's manifest by some supernatural force, that's gonna, that's gonna need some demonstration there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's difficult to do these things over electronically now. Like I never, a lot of these people can um, on some of the witchy sites on, you know, Facebook and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen a lot of people that have posted videos and who have done even readings for me over online. 
And I'm just like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. So I, there are people who are able to do that online. There, you just got to kind of find them. Um, if there's any way that I can get somebody that can physically do something for you guys on, on the show, I totally will help. Please. If I can. Awesome. Um, somebody who can do a reading for one of us or, uh, you know, do some, make, make some contact with, uh, with some, some spirit. See, that, you guys that knows are in us. Chicago. You guys are not that far. Well, I'm in Chicago. Uh, yeah. I'm on the opposite side of the state. Yeah. I drove over no. to the Chicago okay. area yet so, uh, last weekend, but Kenneth wouldn't come hang out with me. He said it was too so, far yeah, away. It would be difficult for me individually. <laughs> there wasn't a thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside joke. <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, but yes, uh, I don't. I don't know which groups that you may be a part of, but uh, I know probably. I'd well, have Ethan's to in you. Ethan's in so many of these of these uh, these groups uh, to to get in contact with people uh, who have supernatural claims. Yeah. Uh, he may be in some of the ones you're talking about. Yeah. One of Ethan's attributes is omnipresence. Yes, yes, he's in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just. There are so many examples of of people who you know want things to be true and see patterns where there might not be any. And so it's it's just hard to go along and and be compelled by what you're saying. I you I, I commend you for calling and I, I I think that it's it's obvious that you're sincere. Um but from a skeptic's perspective. Uh, it sounds like faith is a key component uh, in your in your belief system here. Yeah, it's difficult to explain. I'm not going to lie. Um, I did not know how I really got to this particular route that I'm at now. Even I'm still kind of new to it all. So um, I've been doing my witchy thing forever. So I just I know that, you know, my practice is. What and that's not to disparage you. Every everybody has their own level of bias to to, to yeah. some to some point uh, or, or another. So and it's now I have witchy woman stuck in my head. So so that's cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah. Honestly. Uh. With that being said, I don't I don't deny that any any path is exactly correct or incorrect. Um. But yeah, I do know that. Unfortunately, when you did bring up the the children who are passing, and I, I definitely know how that feels. Um, my daughter was in the Chicago hospital for two weeks uh, for a very long period of time because she was very ill with a mysterious illness nobody, even to this day, could describe. So to me, it was I thought I was losing her. And I, there was nothing we could do. And all of a sudden the doctors just all of a sudden walked in and was like, oh, she's doing better. Which to me, I didn't think that had anything to do with faith. They were trying everything they possibly could and tested her for everything. The doctors just did their job. Mm. But 
when when those people are in that predicament, I know that faith is is definitely a a go to for most people. And I would just say, it just hold on to that faith and just know that you know you are doing the best you can as a parent, and you are giving it your all. And if your prayers are answered, then that is amazing and wonderful. But uh, if if those prayers are or not, that is extremely tragic this and is that is yeah. extremely difficult to go through and function. So it's kind of, um, back I to didn't want to I, just ignore that subject. No, 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 no. You're, you're doing just fine. This sort of points back to something that I was touching on earlier because faith is very useful. Um, faith is, is a powerful thing. The, the place where yeah, it's a manifestation. Well, the, the, the place where the, the skeptics get caught up is that faith absolutely is not a you know, reliable way of arriving at the truth. Um, it can be a way of arriving at conclusions that make you feel better or worse. It can influence what you do or don't believe. But once we put once we plug reality into the equation and care about whether or not our beliefs correspond with reality, um, Faith, uh, demonstrably, reliably, throughout history, across cultures, um, fractures people into all different camps where they arrive at mutually exclusive conclusions about different gods and, and, and beliefs. Um, so we know that faith doesn't get us closer to truth because using faith, you can go fucking anywhere. <laughs> so that's, that's, where, that's where people you know, get caught up. If, if, if you value truth, um, then faith can be uh, an impediment. Yes, yes. <laughs> and again, that's not a that's again that's not a bad thing. Where that that uh, our brains do that, but sometimes our brains just misfire on on, on, on our interpretations of the why the, the reason things happen. If, if every time that you wear this pair of socks, something good happens in your life, it's it's your brain's going to say, "Yes, this is my lucky socks." It's, it's, it's just the way that your mind works. Cause you look for patterns. You look for, I do, I do these things. This is what happens. It's a, uh, it's actually what we call the, uh, the Pavlovian response. Uh, I don't know if you know about Pavlov and the, the dog and training it to hear the bell and start getting, uh, getting hungry uh, because you train your, your, your brain's trained to respond to certain stimulus in a certain way. So you look for patterns uh, in your environment to, uh, to trigger the good things and to, stop the bad things. So anyway, we build superstitions on that, but uh, yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, uh, Amanda, do you want to have the last word before we uh, let you go for the night? Um, well, thank you guys so much for talking with me and um, it was a great conversation and I hope you guys have a great night and stay safe. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Man. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Good night. Dude, you guys rock. Seriously. Like, <laughs> Kenneth, when you originally it was going to be Brian and I tonight, and when you said you were available, I was like, yeah, Kenneth. Sorry, I get really excited. That, Me and Kenneth haven't been together in a while. That's true. exactly what I was thinking. I'm, I'm like, glad I'm someone glad. has that reaction, Ethan. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, you know, I can work with, uh, uh, you know, brain bug most of the time, but it's you two are a great combo and an exemplary example of the YFNA community. Oh, well, stop it.
So thank I better you. fill everybody in on the, on the inside joke there. I, w- I went up to, to Maison Creek and I was like, hey guys, I'm going to be up in the Chicago area. And Kenneth's like, dude, that's like, like, it's like almost two hours away. And I looked at the map. I'm like, oh man, it is. So with traffic, it can, yeah. be, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, audience, what did you, uh, what did you think of the new intro? Audience? Yeah, I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> Okay, that went over my head. I'm just wondering. Sorry. Um, and also, what fallacies did we make? What fallacies did we miss? Let us know in the comments. Um, next week, wait, is it next week? Crap, hang on. Yes. Next week, Eric Murphy is coming to the perspective. Super pumped about I that. Heard of that guy? Co-host with him, which I haven't done since uh, Talk Heathen. And then the week after, we've got Holy Kool Aid. Um, and as everyone knows, this Thursday uh, is the pickup line with Hannah Vaughn and I, where we talk dating, relationships, and sex. And then I got like a million shows going on right now. Next Monday, um, I'm doing like a trial run show with an atheist and a Christian host. And that's going to be with Dan Jacob from Dear Christians Podcast. Uh, Kenneth, what do you have coming up? You know, uh more more stuff here uh more stuff with the aca and uh gosh who knows man this summer is shaking up to be interesting so we'll keep you posted hell yeah what about you uh, uh, brian yeah i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be teaching more science over on my channel and i'm going to be uh debunking some bad science as well so i'm gonna be uh doing some counter apologetics i've actually hit up some people for collaboration on a uh, counter apologetics. So we'll see how that goes. There will be some uh, new stuff coming out. Bringing sweet. Sweet. You know, there was something else I had to say, but I totally don't remember what it is right now. Oh, oh, super chats. So apologize. I'm still trying to learn, like go with the flow of the show and learn the best time to say the super chats. Um, but thank you, Kyle Brewer, Stilett Ray. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. Um, Amit, Matthew, and Keith Heath, and Ian Davenport. That is, uh, we appreciate your uh, generosity and patronage. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's all I got. Oh, and if if you want to see why I rarely do pre-recorded videos, stick till after the credits, and you'll see just how frustrating a process it is for me. Um, have a good night, everyone, and the links for your two hosts are Uh, in the description of the video. Good night. Someone, I want people to come to my channel and be like, it's going to be streamlined. No! Just for atheist content. I... Atheists are also. Uh, I took advice from other. Uh, welcome to your friendly neighborhood atheist. Uh, I just. Uh, atheist. Nope. Ow. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Ha <laughs> ha